what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome to episode number 52 of Fantasy Fuel. I am your co-host, John Eddie Jr., along with Mr. Tom Tuttle. How's it going, Tom? It's going good. Let's get it on. All right. We're going to start <laughs> off with a little uh, Wisconsin sadness. There have been a couple of signings that have led some Packers astray. We no longer have the 10-year veteran Clay Matthews in Green Bay. Yeah. He has signed with the L.A. Rams after a decade in Green Bay. A two-year deal worth a maximum of $16.75 million. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of a sad day for Wisconsin because he seems like he was the fixture on defense. And yeah. now... There are only a few remaining people from the last time the Packers won the Super Bowl, and that is Aaron Rodgers, Mason Crosby, Tremont Williams, who left and came back, and Brian Bulaga, and not a single coach left from that staff. Yeah, um, I think that's probably a good thing, though. I, I, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, if that were to have been the same team, uh, yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be a really old bunch of of players, and it wouldn't work out. So you have to update. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of great that Aaron Rodgers is basically still the only person on that team because Blaga and what was the other one you said? Uh, Tremont Williams and Mason Crosby. Tremont Williams, Mason Crosby. Well, Mason Crosby. Uh, there was a there was a point where he was going to get. Fired. Oh yes, there was. <laughs> No double doinks for him, so he gets to stick oh. around uh, in oh. the Midwest. Ooh, sorry about shot, that. Shot at the Bears. Shots fired. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's not the only thing the Rams have done. The Rams also picked up Blake Bortles to back yeah. up Mr. Jared Goff. It's uh, a fairly high price for a backup quarterback, but obviously he does have you know all those starts under his belt and led a team, well, led in air quotes, I'll put, to an AFC championship game. I'm not sure how much that was on Blake Bortles, but <laughs> nevertheless, he is a good quality backup as long yes. as he can learn the system. And if Jared Goff gets hurt, they have a decent enough team that, again, he could, air quote, lead them into the playoffs <laughs> if it happened. Yeah, a backup quarterbacks matter. They really do. Just ask the Eagles. Yes. I mean, seriously. <laughs> because if you didn't have Nick Foles, you'd still be a winless Super Bowl, no Super Bowl wins for the Eagles. Yes, this. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, this whole area probably would not look as festive as it does at this particular point if we had just gone through and not won with Nick Foles yeah you're right <laughs> well I mean it's been a long time since the Jets won the Super Bowl and I got all my stuff up so well you've been saving up so much hope that it's turned <laughs> into all this stuff that you can put in your room and yeah yeah well yeah hopefully this is this is the year. We've got some hopeful people. There was somebody commenting on our Facebook earlier that uh, they like the moves the Jets have done this offseason. Yeah. So the uh, 
the commentary is starting you know, once the free agency is starting to calm down a little bit. But we're not right. done yet today. We've got still a few more signings that we need to talk about. <laughs> uh, and there's another Packer on that list. And I'm kind of sad. I've always been a fan of him because he's been a, a good guy. He you know, has done stuff for Make-A-Wish and things like that, I believe. Uh, and that's Randall Cobb. And the reason I'm sad is because he signed with the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) I still think he's got something left in the tank, but I don't know how much he's going to help the Cowboys. But um, it could be a kind of he's more of a slot type of person at this point. Um, So I don't know how that affects the Cowboys too much, but I think he's going to help them out, no doubt. But I would I would say that if you're still thinking about Dallas got or Dallas got it. Wow. Not um, yet. <laughs> Gallup. If you're thinking about Gallup, um, I wouldn't say that affects his value too much because Gallup is not anywhere close to the same type of receiver as as Cobb is. So I think that it kind of intertwines a little bit and it's OK. Yeah. Uh, it means Cobb doesn't have to be a number one, obviously. Well, and yeah. he doesn't have to even be a number two on this Cowboys team. The the roster is shaping up, but almost everybody has question marks. Uh, now the Cowboys depth chart includes five wide receivers that were not even on the roster at the same time last year. We've got new addition Randall Cobb, right. obviously Amari Cooper, right. Alan Hearns, who they signed who was basically the number one to start the season last year, who is not a number one, uh, (laughs) their rookie, Michael Gallup, obviously, and Tavon Austin. So it's so many question marks that Dak Prescott has to get on the same page with somebody. And if Amari Cooper is going to take most of the coverage away, maybe Randall Cobb benefits from a bunch of dink and dunk passes, you know, slot type passes. Well, I think there's a lot enough. The, all these guys are kind of questionable to a certain extent, but I think it's all questionable people that have really positive outlooks. There's no doubt they can all have some kind of success. And I don't dislike their wide receiver core. I think that's something they, the Cowboys can definitely be successful with these guys, but they all have to, they all have to be up to their potential. And I haven't seen that on a consistent basis from any of them recently. No, uh, consistency in one form or another, whether it be statistical or injury-wise, uh, and, well, just being a rookie and not being able to take the league by storm. There's just nobody there that is going to stand out right away. So we'll see how that shapes up. I mean, I, I'm i not terribly uh, <laughs> unhappy about their wide receiver core as an Eagles fan, but it's not bad. So it, it, it all depends on Dak Prescott and I, everybody knows my position on Dak Prescott. So I'm going to let him do <laughs> his talking. It, it more depends on uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Let's be re- real for a minute. True. Because if he's not going, that, that offense ain't going to go anywhere. Very, very true. Well, one person that just got released has already been signed. I don't even know if there was two or three days in between release <laughs> and signing, and that is everybody's favorite villain in the NFL, Vontez Perfect. 
<laughs> and where else would he go after being let go by the Bengals? But the Oakland Raiders. Yep. One um, year, just a whatever deal. They can cut him at any time. Be like, dude, what is your problem? Go away. <laughs> well, he is a very talented uh, linebacker. There's no doubt about that. But he has so many issues on the field. It's not even an off the field thing. It's it's on the field. You're constantly hitting people too high, kicking people, whatever it is he's doing. It's just he needs to settle down. But there's no doubt if he can keep that under control, which I'm not sure he can because that's <laughs> I think that's what makes him a great linebacker. I really do. And I think that's like uh, Romanowski. Yes. Romanowski was a jerk on the field too, but he was also a really good player. And I think that they kind of together in that in that sense. So if he can keep it together, yeah, I, I, I could see that they could have a really good linebacker. Do you know, I don't have the exact number, but I have a very uh, good approximation, but do you know how much money Vontez Perfect has been fined since he's been in the league? <laughs> no, and I don't want to guess because it's probably higher than I'm going to guess. It is like right around four and a quarter million dollars that he oh has had to pay in gosh. fines is what I read just yesterday. So Wow, that's yeah, unreal. That is more money than you and I will make in our lifetimes, <laughs> and he had to pay it for being a jerk. If, I, if I'm if i a right, jerk, everybody right. just slaps me and walks away. So. <laughs> All right, got a couple other little free agent uh, things here. And the first, I don't know if you saw, but it is a move that the Jets did. It is a one-year deal worth $2 million, can be worth up to three, but I'm guessing you won't want this person to make $3 million because it's a backup for Sam Darnold. Oh, okay. Who is it? Because I didn't see it. It is Trevor Simeon. Uh, <laughs> hey, backup quarterback. No doubt about it. That, yes. I, like I said, backups are important. So if we are successful this year, it does matter that we have him as a backup. But that is, that's like, he's not a third stringer. No, <laughs> he's not. There, but he's a backup that has had experience uh, starting. So. There's that. Yes, there's that. That's about all I've got to say. I just it came up right before we started recording, so I figured I'd throw it in there and see what you had to say. Of course. Uh, and the last one, which could make some fantasy impact, uh, is the Saints. Are sounds like they're close to a deal with Jared Cook. And that could be an interesting spot for him to land. I was under the impression that he was probably just going to land back with the Raiders. Yeah. But signs are pointing towards New Orleans, and that's an interesting one. What are your thoughts? I think that if he can be what he was last year, that that is exactly what the Saints need. And that just puts them over the top because I don't think they had what they needed at the tight end position. And I really do believe Jared Cook is a decent tight end. Uh, he's... He's kind of somebody that gets on runs and he can spout off here and spout off there. But I don't believe that he is, you know, he's not uh, Jimmy Graham by any means, but he's definitely an upgrade from what they had. And I think this will help their team and 
maybe just maybe they finally make it to the Super Bowl, which is what they've been work, <laughs> work working on the last few years. And I think that's possible now that you have somebody else you have to cover. It it can help. And as far as fantasy goes, I mean, it's a tight end. So right. it's, pretty much, it's pretty much gold no matter what. If he stays healthy, he's somebody that you're going to have to run with if there's nothing else out there. Right, 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 and yep. sometimes you're going to get a great game, but then there's going to be a few times where you get almost nothing from him. And you're like, well, at this point, I'm not surprised that I got nothing out of my tight end. So I'll try and make it up in other areas. But there you go. Jared Cook possibly to the New Orleans Saints. And I'm sure that will be one of the first uh, when when the season starts and he has his first really good game. They're like, oh, my God, here it comes. The next coming of Jimmy Graham, which, of course, we've already said, don't don't start that. But it will happen, and Twitter will go nuts, and be like Here, yeah, everybody's got to trade for him. Get him now. Get him now. Well, we're gonna tell you the same thing we've always said about Jared Cook: just hold your horses. If you got him, <laughs> great. If you don't got him, don't rush out to get him. Mm, yeah, that's a that's perfectly explained right there. <laughs> All right, and the overall topic of this episode, fantasy wise, we are going to talk about. One of the teams that we just don't understand what's going on with. We did this with John Gruden last year. Yeah. We had no idea what the heck he was doing. And now it seems to be working in his favor. And everybody's yeah. saying how great that Khalil Mack trade was now. And I'm still the jury's out on that one for me. Yeah, but Khalil Mack is good. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hard to trade away are just not have somebody of that talent on your on your team but i understand where it has put them right now and where they're at right now is definitely headed in the right direction yes so now we're going to be asking the same things of maybe not the head coach <laughs> uh, but mr dave gettleman of the new york giants yeah and what he has done so far this off season with his team is nothing short of mind boggling in my opinion. And and we're going <laughs> to dive a little bit deep and talk about their roster and the fantasy implications of who they have now. And we're going to start off by saying they still have Eli Manning and yeah. they need a quarterback going forward. Yes, they do. We said this last year, and they didn't take, you know, yeah, Sam yeah. Darnold or didn't try and take a quarterback with their first pick. They got Saquon Barkley, which obviously is a really good running back. Yeah. But can you really build a an NFL franchise around a running back now? They get hurt. They only last so many years. Exactly. Yep. It's it's. I don't know. So. <laughs> Eli Manning is who they have right now. And the stat I have for Eli Manning, there were 29 quarterbacks that had at least 100 passes without pressure from weeks 9 to 17. Eli Manning ranked 25th in completion percentage, 26th in on-target percentage, 21st in yards per attempt, 15th in touchdown percentage, and 22nd in interception percentage. This is all yeah. without pressure. 
Yeah, that's without pressure, and that does say something because he was one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the league. And then under pressure, it seems like he's actually halfway decent. But without pressure, it's like he thinks too much. Yeah, because he's better without he, thinking. <laughs> he was um, what twenty? I think it was twenty sixth. I saw of time to throw. So he had absolutely no time to throw. There was twenty six quarterbacks that had more time to throw than he did. And actually, at the very top of the list was uh, your boy, Josh Allen. Um, he had a lot of time to throw. But some of that is to, due to the fact that he kind of scrambles around a little bit. So right. it takes extra time to get rid of the ball. But, yeah, maybe he needs to just kind of hold on to the ball a little longer. Because if he's, not, if he's got 100 passes without pressure, he needs to maybe look at some other receivers <laughs> and some other options and take the time to find the guy that he should be throwing to. And we'll get to those receivers in just a minute. But first, right. we're going to say uh, it looks like no team has done more work on trying to figure out a quarterback in the upcoming draft, a particular quarterback uh, for the New York Giants. They have been looking at Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. And they they said, oh, no, we're not looking at him. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, we're doing our due diligence. We're just kind of thinking about it. They had like 10 coaches today at Ohio State's Pro Day. Yeah. There's there's no way that you're skating around saying, eh, well, yeah, I mean, we're going to look at. No, you've got your eyes on him. And if they don't trade for somebody like Josh Allen, or not Josh Allen, Josh, Josh Rosen, they better not trade for Josh Allen. I want Josh <laughs> Allen in Buffalo for a while. Uh, yeah, if they don't trade for somebody like Josh Rosen, and they don't take Dwayne Haskins at their pick in the first round. Their first pick, they have two now since you know they got rid of a certain somebody. <laughs> if they don't take Dwayne Haskins, are are they going to try and tank next year to get Alabama's quarterback Tua? I, I, if they don't take a quarterback, I mean they might take one later in the in the draft, and that would be a mistake. But if they don't take a quarterback somewhat early in the draft, that is just. That's just asinine. I'm sorry. They have to. They have to. It's not that I don't believe that Eli Manning can be successful enough to make a team successful, but it's not going to be get to the playoffs and win a Super Bowl with Eli Manning anymore. So you have to think about your future. Eli Manning is getting old. He's getting old. And you have to have a quarterback. So they have to draft somebody. They have to or trade for Rosen. That's yeah. That's just me, though, but I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, <laughs> they got to get to the playoffs, and then all of a sudden, hero Eli Manning shows up. But hero oh. Eli Manning doesn't show up until they get to the playoffs, <laughs> so they got to get there first. And I just don't know if they have the roster to do it you know, anytime soon with what they've got. If, however, the rumors had been somewhat true about this other trade that was being talked about, then I would say the Giants have a good chance. But that rumor was, excuse me, shut down uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. about Russell Wilson possibly being traded to the Giants. And that would have broken my heart because being from Wisconsin and watching him there, my <laughs> stepdaughter actually got to meet him while she was in the hospital when he was coming around right. doing his thing. So I have a special spot in my heart for Russell Wilson. And if he would have been traded to the Giants, I don't know 
what I would have done. So You'd still be a fan of the person, just not a fan of the team. Of course. There's there's plenty of people like that for me. But yeah, that's I don't see the Seahawks doing that. I mean, come on. That's basically the only reason they're anywhere close <laughs> to the playoffs every single year. Every year. All right, so here we go. Let's break down the rest of the roster. We are going to start with the guy that's been there for three years now. He's actually in the last year of his contract. Yeah, He's been decent, but he hasn't had the same team around him the entire time he's been there. Everybody's gotten hurt. They've gotten new running backs. They have new coaches, and we're talking about Sterling Shepard. And we are a fan of Sterling Shepard here on Fantasy Fuel, and we do have him in one of our dynasty leagues. So when OBJ got traded, I'm like, uh, even if Sterling Shepard's not good, that's probably going to make him a good fantasy player. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. And, and now that Tate's on the other side, Tate's more of a, a slot type of receiver as well, so he's not going to be stressing the field. And I think this makes it Shepard's... Shepard is, and this actually, I want to talk a little bit about Ingram too. But Shepard's going to be stretching the field a little more than uh, than Tate, I would imagine. But Tate's really good at breaking tackles yes. and all that. But but um, I, I I I've liked Sterling Shepard from the start. Um, his rookie year, I said this guy is going to be special, and I got him like in the second or third round, something crazy because. I was I was like all right yes I think you had to trade for him actually I, tr- I mm, we'll have to look at it yeah it's, I've I've done so much <laughs> trading and drafting yes. and I don't even know what's going on anymore but uh, definitely somebody I've had my eye on from the very beginning and he hasn't he hasn't gone berserk but he hasn't let me down either so he's definitely been consistent and that's the type of player I like that's true as long as you're not spending a a third round pick on a wide receiver three, then yeah, you're good to go. Right. Uh, The rest of that wide receiver core, uh, we already mentioned golden Tate and we talked about him on our free agent frenzy episode. He's going to be fine. I actually think golden Tate is a really good fantasy player this year because I think he's going to fall a little bit after what he basically didn't do with the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody's kind of forgotten about him. Oh, well, he's not quite what he used to be. Well, that's because we couldn't figure out how to use him properly. I don't (laughs) think it matters in New York. They're just going to be chucking the ball every which way because their defense is not good. I mean, I, I was looking at the depth chart as of right now, and their defensive line is not that good. Their linebackers are so-so. I mean, they don't have Landon Collins, but have Jabril Peppers. Janoris Jenkins probably isn't going to be there past this year. It's it's going to be not very good, in my opinion. So they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Pretty sad when you think the – at least I do. I think the offense is better than their defense. So that's kind of telling. Yes. But, um, yeah, I – I definitely think Golden Tate is, more, like I said, a slot type of receiver. And I just think that opens up uh, a different possibility than what I thought Evan Ingram could do without Tate. Because without Tate, I think they start saying, hey, Ingram, you can't go down the field so much. You're going to have to take some dump-off passes. That's the type of offense we need you to do. But with Tate, 
I do believe Evan Ingram can stretch the field uh, quite a bit more because he is he is more fit for that. He's proven to be that type of stretch the field kind of tight end. And if that happens, um, I kind of put I mean, I, t- I put the value on Ingram a little more than I do for Shepard. But I put them kind of like the second receiver on the team. But for fantasy, I would probably rather have Ingram on my team just because he's a tight end. Yeah, uh, because the tight end position is so just up in the air now past the top three or four guys. Evan Ingram is going to get volume like he did his rookie year. Remember, we've talked about this. He had so much volume that he was a great fantasy asset the second half of that year. But he also dropped like 35% of his passes or had some ridiculous, you know, target share to compared to catch rate. And it's not, not good when you think about it. So if you're relying on him or trying to rely on him to be a week in week out fantasy stud, it's probably not going to happen, but this year might just on pure volume. I think the fact that OBJ is gone, I said this on my shuffling the deck episode on everything, mm-hmm. but I think the fact that OBJ is gone just makes his value even better, even with the acquisition of Tate. I really do believe that Ingram is going to be a solid fantasy tight end this year. And with OBJ there, I don't really like him that much, but he's not there anymore. <laughs> yep. So it changes things. It really does. Yep. It changes things a lot. Uh, I won't be as shy trying to acquire Evan Ingram if I'm in uh, a snake draft of some kind. I won't pass him over like I would have last year. I wouldn't actually mind having him if I waited and didn't get one of the top four guys. Yep. Uh, I completely agree with that. There's two other guys, uh, wide receiver-wise, that Eli Manning will be throwing to, and they're, they're both guys that came into the league with so high of expectations one for Denver which was Cody Latimer yeah and he he can make plays I have seen him make (laughs) plays and you like you get excited you're like oh there he is he's finally showing up and then he disappears for another two games and then makes (laughs) one good play again you're like just come on can we put it together somehow and I I don't think it's going to happen yeah, I, I I owned him in, I don't remember what league it was I had him. And it was like, okay, I believe in this guy. He's the next guy for this team. And then every single week, it'd be like, okay. And then the next, yes! And then, uh, and that's not the type of player I like. I, I have to have something every week from one of my, from my players. It's okay to have somebody, even then, he is not a boomer bust. He's almost a average or bust right when it comes to that. <laughs> we got so excited when he was average like oh my goodness we actually got points out of him this week and, and <laughs> if you have cody line cody latimer in your lineups of any kind in normal leagues it's not a good thing this no, is no, our no, 16 no. team 45 right. player on a roster with offense and defense cody latimer is owned in those leagues and sometimes you got to stick a guy like that in there so it's yeah these are pretty much as deep as leagues as you can get without going absolutely crazy <laughs> right with, with your rules and quarterback situation because <laughs> there's 16 teams so you have to have a starting quarterback so yeah it's pretty deep and it's pretty awesome 
uh, I, I will say I, I grow more uh, likability to them types of leagues than I do the normal types of leagues anymore. Right. And we got one more wide receiver that has been <laughs> so up and down. Yeah, yeah. It oh. seems like, if I rem- remember correctly, he dropped the pass <laughs> that could have won the Cleveland Browns a game the year they went 0-16. And <laughs> since then, he seems like he just he doesn't even remember how to play football. And that is Corey Coleman, formerly of the Browns, now on the Giants. They re-signed him, so they must have liked something they saw of him. I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, this guy I will not pay any attention to when it comes to fantasy football. He's got to prove it to me before I even think about him anymore. I pretty much blocked him out of my mind. Um, that's just because he has done almost nothing. And it's just every time he does a little something, it's like, okay, well, I still don't believe it. And lo and behold, there it is. He goes nothing. <laughs> I can't. I can't take a player seriously until he has until he gives me something that is more than just uh, it's I, it's never going to be a good situation with him in my mind no it probably isn't I and mean, his best game last year was two catches for 43 yards mm, that's satisfying yes that's gotta, gotta so good got it got got to bring him back got to trade a draft pick to bring him on over and <laughs> no that's not what we're saying but in these deeper leagues he's worth stashing on your bench if you don't have to pay an arm and a leg or if you're in a salary cap league if you can pay the league minimum for your salary that's worth a great shot. I did that with oh, yeah. Kevin White last year, and now Kevin White is on a different team. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm still only paying like 55 cents for this guy out of my $160 salary cap. So it doesn't really matter if he's there or not, but I'm not going to drop him because I want to see him have, I want him to have a good game. I'm talking about <laughs> Kevin White here. I want him to have a good game when I have a really bad week for buys and I have to stick him in there and he catches five catches for 80 yards and a touchdown and be like, yes, it was all worth it. <laughs> and it's just going to be you and you alone. It will be. Because there's <laughs> nobody's up on Kevin White right now. I, I mean, I, I wish we had a, a section. A, a, a bump for him like we do with <laughs> Antonio Brown because I every time you talk about uh, Kevin White I just I just can't <laughs> help but just get giddy over the fact that you are giddy that's right over Kevin White <laughs> well once training camp and all that good stuff get here we will have some extra bumps to throw around right now <laughs> there's not a whole lot to use so we'll uh, go with what we got again this uh, I, I will I know we're not talking about Kevin White, but he's one of them types of players. Kind of reminds me of Corey Coleman. It's somebody I just can't get on board with until I see a little something more. Of course. Of course. I can't fault you for that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, we have yet to talk about the best fantasy asset on the New York Giants. And, of course, that's Saquon Barkley. Last year, he was absolutely amazing. He basically had one bad game, and that bad game was just under 10 points. 
So as a rookie and the volume of passes that he caught, it was ridiculous. And I really expect basically the same from him. Oh, yeah. 1,300 yards rushing, 11 touchdowns. He had 91 catches. (laughs) 91 catches. There was multiple Mm -hmm. games. He had three games in a row where he had nine catches. I mean, that's nine points just... If he gained no yards, he had nine points just in catches as a running back. That's right. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason to, to believe that he is going to be any different. Uh, I Last year, if you're listening to Fantasy Fuel, you knew that I was cautious. And I was rightfully so. I, I, I don't like going after rookies as high as he was going last year. It turned out to be the right decision for a lot of people. But... This year, definitely, he's going to be in the top three. I, I, I don't think anybody's going to argue too much there. Um, maybe, I could see maybe if you're going after a wide receiver or something, he could be end up fifth, but I don't see any later than that. Yeah, um, three's got to yeah. be the least. If Saquon Barkley is still there at three and you're not taking him, yeah, something's yep. wrong with you, in my opinion. Yep. I mean, I don't care what wide receiver you're taking. I don't care if it's prime Antonio Brown right here. you can't take that player over a running back that gives you that much stability. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, which is super unlikely that McCaffrey and Barkley would still be at three, but at that point I, you'd have to make a decision because I still think McCaffrey is going to be a really, really, really good. I'm going to go all in on him again this year because I think he's just, I, I, (sighs) We can talk about the Giants, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have plenty of time to talk about our man crushes later. But today we're talking about a team that we both think is going to be bad. But we're still saying that there is a lot of fantasy value on oh, this yeah. team because they're going to be on the field a lot. They're going to be yep. throwing a lot. I don't know if that translates into Eli Manning being a guy you can stream or possibly a low-end QB1 because of how much they'll probably be throwing, I I don't think I would go that far. But there is value, obviously, with Saquon, like we're talking about right now. Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, and Evan Ingram. Those are guys, they're going to get drafted somewhere. And and at least two of them are going to be great fantasy assets this year i they no doubt in my mind yeah there's yeah i don't disagree with that at all when it comes to eli manning though if he is the quarterback for to start the season and to finish the season he's somebody that i would say we don't talk about daily fantasy all that much on this show but we probably will start getting back Mm -hmm. into it once once it gets going but He's probably somebody that you can definitely do a daily fantasy type of thing because he's going to be cheap probably most times. And he, if he has a good week, that's going to put you over the top. So definitely somebody to consider in daily. And I'd say he's more of a QB too, but we'll see. I mean, it all has to unfold and see how everything works out. So. Yep. And we can't get away from the Giants without talking about the person who's not there anymore. Yeah. Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. has gone, and Dave Gettleman has reiterated that he didn't sign Odell Beckham Jr. to trade him. What changed (laughs) is another team made us an offer we couldn't refuse. 
What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, <laughs> you didn't sign him to trade him. Uh, yeah, of course you didn't sign him to trade him. <laughs> well, what kind of? Who's asking that question? I don't. Is anybody asking him? Hey, why? Why did you sign him if you're just gonna trade him? What? <laughs> Oh, I'm sure somebody has asked it. You know how reporters are these days. They got to get responses out of whoever they're talking to. And that's going to get a response like, well, why did you do that? That's not what we did. Why are you asking it that way? Stop it. Of course, they didn't sign him with the intention of trading him. He just ended up being a bigger headache and they didn't want to deal with it. And I'm not buying that. They got an offer they couldn't refuse. Yeah, didn't they want like a ton for him? They were originally wanted two first round picks and picks, more. Yeah. And right, exactly. They wanted uh, the rumors were with the Niners. They wanted their you know top whatever pick this year and uh, DeForest Buckner and something else, and that didn't <laughs> yeah. go anywhere. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. So Jabril Peppers, a first rounder, and what was it, a third or fourth rounder? I forget now. That doesn't seem like, oh, man, you know, I'd trade Julio Jones for that. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, I'd trade DeAndre Hopkins. For, no, you wouldn't. Just stop it. So if you're not going to yeah. trade those guys for it, you're not trading Odell Beckham for it either. So all those guys out there that I saw online with a little Giants flare next to their name in the forums that I was reading, just like, screw it. My life is over. I'm not even watching football this year. Yeah, you're <laughs> right, because that is the dumbest trade Ever. I mean, it wasn't, you know, like yeah. it wasn't a second rounder and a fifth rounder for Odell right. Beckham. Well, it wasn't horrible. that bad. Right. But man, it they couldn't it refuse wasn't it. What the Patriots usually get away with when they trade. Yeah, them. exactly. That's, it was it was a decent okay trade, but it definitely wasn't uh offer you couldn't refuse. I mean <laughs> uh, that is just insane. That's <laughs> just that's dumb to even say, but it's it's an offer that you didn't want to refuse. Let's put it that way. And we'll go to the other side of that coin in Cleveland for Odell Beckham Jr. Now, how big of an upgrade will it be for Odell Beckham in Cleveland? Uh, I don't, I don't know how much of an upgrade per se, but I do like their offense. So if their offense is clicking, it's definitely going to. It's going to feed the ball to everybody on that team. So I think that he's going to have plenty of of his uh, receptions and looks and touchdowns and all that. But I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't do any better than he did on the Giants just because there's a lot of other weapons on that team. Would it change your mind if I told you Baker Mayfield averaged more yards per pass attempt as a rookie than Eli Manning has averaged in any season over the last seven years. I mean, I understand that, but I, I don't <laughs> know if it was, changes my mind because he's he's averaging more yards per pass attempt. And that's not just to one receiver. That's to every receiver that he has. And he's got Landry. He's got, uh, well, he's got Chubb and he's got um, obviously OBJ. But uh, it, it's it's just that team is better. And I'd say that there's more options to go to. And obviously, when Hunt comes back off of his, his suspension, that's going to be a, an amazing guy to to throw to out of the backfield. So I, I could see that he could be as good. I could see him being a little better. If he plays the whole year, that's already a 
It's been right. <laughs> if he plays the entire year, he's going to have extreme value, and he already has extreme value on that team. But yeah, he'll be better if he plays the whole year. But other than that, I don't see him on a weekly basis being that much better to where it really makes him that much more valuable than he was last year. The only reason it made me a little happier to see what uh, Baker Mayfield had done with his yards per attempt. Uh, Do you remember Odell Beckham as a rookie in his second year when he was just going off? He was catching bombs. And now it seems like Eli Manning can't do that anymore. And Baker Mayfield is fresh and he is a gunslinger. And I think maybe the receptions will be down for Odell Beckham, but maybe his touchdown total will go up. And I think that will outweigh the loss in receptions if he's catching a few more touchdowns. So his value might be a smidge better, but it could be about the same and it just evens out in different ways. I don't disagree with that in any way, but um, we're talking at the end of the day, we're talking about somebody that is a first round wide receiver anyway. So it's like, it's like, well, what's it matter? You already know this guy is going to be that, that type of receiver you want on your team. So I I don't, I don't want to go too far off on a tangent that I don't believe it will make much of a difference, but I, I do believe what it happens is it makes a huge difference to the Browns. So that's right there. If you got anybody on the Browns, I do believe this this opens things up for Jarvis Landry as well. But we we're talking about the Giants, not the Browns. <laughs> we can go on the Browns another day. I yeah. keep changing topics. Left <laughs> and right there. That's all right. We will have our day talking about Jarvis Landry again. And maybe yeah. I was a year too early in my prediction. <laughs> But we'll get into that again. Um, yeah. I do want to throw in a hypothetical here. Okay. We were talking about the Giants and their quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Let's let's say they don't draft Dwayne Haskins because they trade for Josh Rosen. Okay. Now, this is a little off topic because it's not exactly about the New York Giants, but if the Giants traded for Josh Rosen, there's a mock draft that somebody did just earlier today. If that situation happened, here are some landing spots for some other guys. So we'll quick go through a few of these guys, the offensive guys, and see what we think about them. Now, they still have Kyler Murray going to the Cardinals. Obviously, it would, especially if they traded Josh Rosen away. So that makes (laughs) perfect sense. Yep. Now we have to go a few players down. They have at number seven, the Jaguars taking a tight end, TJ Hawkinson. (laughs) And I just don't understand why somebody would take a tight end that early in the draft with as much. (laughs) You would have to believe that there is no doubt in your mind that he is the next Rob Gronkowski. And he's, I mean, I'm not talking Gronk right now. I'm talking about Gronk when he was ridiculous. That's the only way I would consider if I was an NFL team, which I'm not. (laughs) But if that's the only way I I would want to draft a tight end in the first round at pick seven. Yeah. (laughs) And they're talking about pairing a good tight end with Nick Foles, which obviously Nick Foles had, you know, Zach Ertz there, but it's still. 
they, the Jaguars need a lot of help to make sure Nick Foles can stay upright and a defense that can get back to where they were that a tight end just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, but uh, <laughs> we're not the experts upon uh, drafting in the actual NFL. We try to be experts in fantasy football. <laughs> we're trying to be in the actual NFL. So I'll let them go with that. If they okay. Want to do that. If, that floats their boat go for it all right well the next offensive piece falls all the way to number 11 and this kind of has to do with the giants trading for josh rosen okay they have the bengals taking dwayne haskins there and that makes perfect sense the bengals would get their franchise quarterback of the future because andy dalton is obviously not leading that team anywhere in the near future it doesn't seem like yeah, um, Andy Dalton's one of them guys that it's like <laughs> he can be really great one one day and then just absolutely horrible. I'll give you negative points, uh, but it was a like back to back day or uh, weeks. He gave you like negative or zero points. It was just horrible. He is just not going to lead the Bengals to anything, and it's kind of surprising they didn't make a move a couple years ago. To me, uh, yeah, they made the playoffs kind of recently but it wasn't like you knew they were going to be good (laughs) yeah no (laughs) well after that one pick later is the green bay packers and they already have the second tight end of the draft going with noah fant out of iowa now i can almost see that i heard a lot of really good things about fant yes more than the other guy because this uh, fant to me is possibly the next Gronk or at least close to it because I've what I've read on him is just wow that's everything everybody's just wow 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 this guy is amazing and great so I could see somebody like that going the first round still seems a little early but hey they kind of need a tight end Jimmy Graham not really working out the greatest there so yeah Jimmy just he doesn't have it anymore. It's sad. He he's yeah. he holds a special place in my heart cuz I oh. I loved him and I took him with the most confidence in the world the the year he blew up. So mm-hmm. I I miss seeing that Jimmy Graham on the field. So hopefully Noah Fant can do what we hoped Jimmy Graham was going to resurrect himself to do for the Packers and then we can actually maybe have a fantasy relevant tight end in green bay for the first time in like 30 years <laughs> yeah we'll see oh well, that's now that's 30 years is a stretch remember your michael finley yeah, that, he was really good for a little stretch there yeah for like a part of two seasons <laughs> uh now the next offensive piece i see going makes perfect sense but i hope that person isn't as good as he could be that is DK Metcalf, who's been, mm. I've seen comparisons to Calvin Johnson and the way, you know, stature and the way they ran routes and the routes they ran, because neither one of them actually ran that many routes. That's one thing yeah. about Calvin Johnson <laughs> that I, I shocked me a little bit is he only ran about four different routes. Well, DK Metcalf only runs a couple of routes right now. So if he can add two more routes on there and be that <laughs> at 15... The Redskins, they have them going to. That makes perfect sense. I, I don't like it because I don't want them to be good for the Redskins. 
Yeah, I mean, I think anywhere he goes, he's going to be successful. I, I really have high hopes for Metcalf. I don't think he's going to be bad. <laughs> he's just he's built perfectly. He's fast. He has really good hands, and his route running needs some work. But I mean, that is just this. This is the type of guy that you want to draft if you are looking for a wide receiver. Plain and simple. Somebody for Case Keenum to not hit in stride. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Well, if Case Keenum had Johnson, then what would you say about that? Um, probably the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. I just I have zero faith in Case Keenum, no matter okay, who I, he's throwing to anymore. Dead silence means I don't agree. That's what's that's <laughs> what it means. All right, let's move. Oh, six more spots down in the draft. There's not a lot of offense uh, taken in the first twenty picks in this mock draft, which is kind of well besides offensive linemen. But we're not talking about them today. <laughs> the next one is at twenty-one to the Seahawks, and it's a little surprising. Um, but at the same time, I read a report earlier today that. Doug uh, Baldwin is going to have some more surgeries during yeah. the offseason. So this mock draft has the Seahawks taking Paris Campbell, wide receiver out okay. of Ohio State, which is a little weird because I kind of see him as the same type of player that they already have. He definitely is the same type. But if they don't believe that it's going to work out, and things aren't going to happen. I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, listen, when it comes to wide receiver, this guy's really fast. He's really quick. Uh, the fastest guy in the draft, if I'm not mistaken, as far as wide receiver. Yes, goes. one of the two, um, I think. Okay. And so and this is a type of guy that it's, Russell Wilson still has a heck of an arm. So if this guy can get down the field and get open, I mean, this could be lights out every time for these guys. So I, if they don't trust in Baldwin or anybody else on that team, that it's it's tough though because you're right they do have very similar people like that. But if they don't trust it, you, you draft this guy. But I would almost for them, I'd maybe uh, Marquise Brown. I, I'd figure that would almost fit a little better with them than Paris Campbell. But so yeah, be it. <laughs> I mean, if you want to have two super speedsters in Tyler Lockett and Paris Campbell. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Maybe, maybe it works out. I've we've never really seen two super speedsters on a team. It hasn't really happened all that much. Usually you have one guy that's your main guy and he's not incredibly fast, but he's fast enough to get the job done. And then your second guy is usually that guy that goes down the field uh, and tries to get open for a bomb. But, you know, you never, you never know. Maybe they're trying something different. Yeah, I, I'd be open to watch it because it would be a, a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> it very well could be. And the very next pick after that, they have the Ravens taking a wide receiver, which shouldn't be a shocker to anybody. But I think they're going to need a lot more <laughs> than just a good rookie <laughs> wide receiver to open up that passing attack. And they have them mm-hmm. taking uh, and kill Harry out of Arizona State. All right. But this, the, that's one of the guys I'm not too high on. Right. Uh, that's what I uh, kind of was thinking, too. I was like, well, yeah, you're in the right spot, but uh, I would have yeah, taken I, somebody that went a few picks later. Again, I'd go with Brown. I'd go with either one of the Browns. Both of them have more potential right. to me than Harry does. So I, 
that would be a mistake. I, I almost disagree with that. I don't think the Ravens would do that. Yeah, I, I, I think the Ravens are still, well, I'll put this in here now. I'm going to talk about it on a future episode, but I'm going to put it in here right now. Mark Ingram is going to have a monster year for the I Ravens. I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> I I couldn't agree with you more. I've been thinking about this for the last uh, few days or so since he went there, and I'm just like, man, I, it, as many people they have on that team as, at running back, I just don't think you'd get Mark Ingram if you don't want to just give him the ball and feed it to him. Yep. So I really do believe he's going to have a really big year this year because he's, he's really – a really good running back. I've been saying that for the last few weeks, and I really believe that he's the guy. He's the guy, and it's going to be great. I yep. really, I, I'm glad you said that. I really do. <laughs> we'll dig deeper into here, him. Oh yeah, and probably not too uh, far future, uh, but we'll finish off our mock draft here quick. Uh, the next one, the Colts are also going wide receiver with. Kelvin Harmon out of NC State. Uh, the Colts added Devin Funches. You know, they still have T.Y. Hilton. They've got their two tight ends there. So this is a perfect place for this guy who he, so he doesn't yeah. have to be the guy yet. And if Devin Funches just so happens to be a bust, they'll get him gone because it's only a one-year deal. And then maybe Kelvin Harmon squeezes right in and becomes the number two under T.Y. Yeah, I definitely don't mind Harmon there. Um, any receiver I think they draft uh, will be a success for that team because that team is going to be really good. I I really believe the Colts are going to be a team to be reckoned with this next year. I thought they could have done a little more in free agency. Uh, maybe they could have went a little harder after Le'Veon Bell. I don't even know if they did, but that would have, to me, fit that team just absolutely perfectly and put them over the top. And I almost would have just handed them the AFC title at that point. <laughs> uh, last but, I heard it was uh Jay Ajayi was visiting them. Yeah, I know that. And I'm fine with that, but I think Jay Ajayi is not Le'Veon Bell. So, <laughs> but the jets got him, and let's get on the jet train. <laughs> well, on um, the next wide receiver off the board in this mock draft is, my man crush of the draft, Hakeem Butler, to mm -hmm. the Raiders, which I guess, I mean, they just got Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, J.J. Nelson. I, if they just hey, feel like airing the ball out all over stock, the place, they, I guess. <laughs> you you got to stockpile. I mean, that's John Gruden. Hey, I'm not doubting John Gruden anymore. I don't care what it is. If I disagree with it, hey, that's the right move because he has done – Crazy things, like we've said so many times, that just don't make sense, and now all of a sudden it's coming together. I, I can't doubt the guy because I've always thought it was smart before he went back to the Raiders, and then he went to the Raiders. I was like, what is he doing? Now I have to be like, all right, the guy's just he's just a lot smarter than I am when it comes to football. No doubt about it. Yeah, that. there's there's so much knowledge up in that head of his that <laughs> it, it takes us, you know, normal people a, a year or so to – digest and yeah. understand what it was that he was trying to accomplish and well here we are and if they take yeah. Hakeem Butler watch out Derek Carr is going to be launching some footballs this year <laughs> well there's uh, only that, hmm? go ahead I just want, what would that do to Derek Carr's value oh man uh, with Antonio Brown Tyrell Williams JJ Nelson and Hakeem Butler that you would think <laughs> <laughs> you would think 
that Derek Carr has got to be at least on the cusp of QB1, if not a top 10. I think he's already QB1 just because he has Antonio Brown. I don't think you can be outside QB1 when you have a stellar receiver like that. But I could be proven wrong. <laughs> yeah. Derek Carr, Derek Carr is not the best quarterback in the league, but if you got weapons, you have to be halfway decent. I mean, only you would think, like you said, you would think. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> well, we've only got one more offensive player that we can talk about in this mock draft in the first round, and that is Josh Jacobs running back out of Alabama going to yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs which it kind of makes sense because I'm not that big of a believer in Damian Williams. He played great, but Damian Williams has been in the league, and he finally all of a sudden got fantasy relevance in that Kansas City Chiefs offense. I don't think it was because of his particular skill set. I think it was because the Chiefs were airing it out, and he just benefited from that. There's no doubt about that. Um, I really do believe that the Chiefs are in a pickle, though. I, yes. I, <laughs> I don't know if we have we even covered. Uh, we maybe we did last episode. The fact that uh, what's his face? I can't even think of the Tyreek Hill got himself in some hot water. Yeah, we have not covered that yet. There's yeah. there's not enough actual news no, and no facts doubt. out there for me to want to dive into that one yet. There's no doubt about that, but it just it's very. Man, if they don't have him at some point in the season, I don't. I I still trust in Mahomes, but there's just not a lot there. Here's the million dollar question for you and me, basically: If there is no Tyreek Hill, how much would you put stock into Sammy Watkins? Oh, this is the question I do not want to answer. I know you don't. I don't either. That's why I asked it. I mean. He'd be the only real wide receiver option on that team. I mean, and there's other guys too, but I'm just saying that you'd have to put, you'd have to up his stock. You would have to. Um, I don't know how much I could do it just because he's hurt me so many times. So many past. times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you'd think you'd have to. I mean, what else do they got? What, Sammy Coates? Um, well, Chris Conley went to the Jaguars, who was a guy I was hoping was going to stick around in Kansas City. But yeah, that didn't happen. And what do they still have? Demarcus Robinson or DeAnthony Thomas? Any of those guys? I I don't even know what their roster looks like right now. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely interesting. But it's it's it, I think we kind of forgot a little bit about Carlos Hyde as well. Yes, I, mean, I was going to mention do, him. <laughs> you, you, you do have to consider him. Because he is a running back there, and I, I would almost rather have him than Damian Williams. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know what their plan is. If they're going to draft a running back, so be it. But we did forget one wide receiver that the Kansas City Chiefs have on their roster: Kelvin okay. Benjamin. <laughs> did they resign him? Uh, they still have him. Yes, he is on okay. their depth chart right now. <laughs> Well, that's just <laughs> that's worse than Sammy Watkins. Like that's a guy I cannot do ever. I, no. can, I could never get him on my team anymore. They also have uh, the guy who every time they said his name 
which wasn't often, but he was uh, on the field enough. Gehrig Dieter. I, I could never, until I saw his name in print, I <laughs> thought they just didn't know how to pronounce Greg anymore, but it wasn't. It's Gehrig Dieter. And yeah. he made a few good catches, uh, but I don't know if he would be worth even trying to stash if there were no Tyreek Hill. Uh, yeah, or Demarcus Robinson, maybe. Maybe. But, I mean, there's there's, there's <laughs> nothing really. I, I, if he's gone, I, I, <laughs> Mahomes would have to. If Mahomes can make a team without Hill and Hunt be a, a really good team, that guy deserves MVP every single year. If right. they can do exactly what they did last, last year without <laughs> both of them players, wow. We've gone on enough of a tangent that we might as well yeah. keep going. <laughs> and I got one more thing to say because I remember seeing yeah. so many posts after the AFC Championship game that the Chiefs didn't win. They're like, oh, but Patrick Mahomes is so young. He'll get there so many more times in the coming years. I'm like, well, yeah, and now we're losing star running back. We're losing possibly a wide receiver that was being talked about giving the biggest wide receiver yeah. deal ever in the NFL. Yep. I mean, he's left with Travis Kelsey and an off-injured Sammy Watkins, and if he can take them to an AFC championship game, then I'll be like, okay, you guys, yeah, you're totally exactly. right. But as it stands right now, I'm not putting the Kansas City Chiefs at the top of the AFC with the issues they've got. No, they have way too many problems right now. Uh, and their defense isn't really that good. They didn't really improve it that much. They did a couple things, but that was it. And, and the defense wasn't good last year, so I can't expect that it be, be, gets any better. <laughs> and if the offense is getting worse, yeah. Mm. And now it's time for Twat, this week's Antonio Troubles. You guys didn't think we were going to get away with a little bit of twat this week. <laughs> no, I've got one little thing, but it's here. Mm -hmm. Antonio Brown's still making a little bit of news, and that's because one of his arch nemeses uh, from the Cincinnati Bengals is now his teammate, mm -hmm. Vontez Perfect. We told you earlier in the program, signed a one-year deal with the Oakland Raiders, and Vontez Burfick told local reporters when asked about Antonio Brown, we're on the same team. It's one goal. I'm going to approach him just like I do all my other teammates. Yeah, you don't stump on your own teammates. We understand that already. <laughs> There's nothing negative here. We're trying to win a championship. Right. Uh, of course. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, is Hard Knocks going to be covering the Raiders this year? I think that was the last I heard is that's – might be their final destination since the Jets don't want them and they're not going to yeah. go back to the Browns again. We might get to see a confrontation on TV before the season even starts between Vontez Perfect <laughs> and Antonio Brown. Yeah, and that just make this segment even better every single week. Every week. <laughs> but, I mean, what a better place for Perfect to go to, to, to have – I mean, we got the segment for him. We could almost make a segment for Perfect because <laughs> – we I, could have, yes. He's going to cause waves. Just entire. Uh, we could do a whole team, the Raiders segment. <laughs> yeah, until they all get suspended, and then we don't have much <laughs> to talk about because it, it's bound to happen. I mean, that's why the 
the perfect deal is only one year and they can let him go at any time. Or if yeah. Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chess is, you know, I don't like him being on the team anymore. They'll probably just get rid of him. I mean, that it probably is all it would take for them to be like, all right, experiment failed. <laughs> and at this point, all perfect has to do to get suspended is touch somebody. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. You're suspended. And here's a fine. Yes, because he he's he's gone through so much that at this point you get one little one little thing and it's it. That's all it's going to take. And wearing the silver and black does not no. help your cause anymore. No, it doesn't. All right. Well, we have gone a little bit long tonight, but there was a lot to talk about and a lot to discuss. But we made it through, and we will have many more of these in the off season. Uh, you can find us online. It's starting to heat up at Fantasy Fuel on Twitter, facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel. We also are on the Stardom and Sidem page on Facebook. All this stuff is in the show notes. You can always find all their stuff there. There's a merch link, there's a fantasy link, there's all sorts of good stuff in there. There's a phone number. I mean, we started a Discord channel. I mean, we're all over the place now, and you can find all those links in our show notes. Uh, and that phone number, if you're not going to look in the show notes, 608-492-3443. Any last thoughts? Uh, just if you're listening to us at all, whatever you're listening to, give us a little rating if that's a possibility. That really helps us out to be a little more noticed so we can have uh, a little more success. All right. Forward. Sounds good to me. Thank you for listening and don't forget, stay fueled up this off season. <laughs>